until like I get my money back. You kidnapped a hooker? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, You're keeping me here. He's like, No, 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 you can leave. (laughs) Welcome to Burning Hell. Welcome to another episode of Hell. I have some exciting dates on HannahBurner.com. I'm going to Boston. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to Ohio. I don't know if they're up. If they're not up yet, I apologize. But anyway, it's the devil's doing. We are with a nice Italian girl from Queens. Comedian, producer, former actress, maybe future actress. Who the fuck knows? Dog mom, tattoo addict, motorcycle um, rider. Okay, now I'm just making shit up. But... (laughs) Natalie Cuomo, welcome to hell. Thank you. Did I get your intro right? That was beautiful. (laughs) Perfect. I'm so excited to have you on for so many reasons. You also have a podcast called Help! Yes. With Natalie Cuomo. What do you need help with? Literally everything. Because you look like really put together and you're like the girl with tats who looks like she doesn't take shit from anyone you have a funny remark to everything and you're gorgeous and smart so what's going on well hannah i need to break you down i am going to play this this intro every (laughs) single day of you saying this I think on the outside, while things might seem fine, I, you know, I'm neurotic, anxious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah, we walked in and it's like two o'clock and you'd think it was 6 a.m. The you way I, I rolled in late and Natalie said she cried this morning. What'd you cry about? Well, I'm I'm moving. So things are stressful. Things oh, yeah. Are moving moving is- boxes around. It's like if. It's a stressful. <laughs> Wait, so you got overwhelmed with the move and I you did. just needed a good cry? Yes. <laughs> Are you a crier? Yes. Oh my God, I want to be a crier. No, I literally will start crying and be like, suck it up, you little bit weak bitch. It's my own issue. So you're not a crier at all? No, like I started crying watching King Richard and I was like, stop it. But I think I need a good cry. I feel like I cry too much. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of situations make you cry? I cry. I cry watching movies, obviously. Yeah. Like I watch a sweet movie, Disney movie, even. Yeah. I'll shed a tear. Even a holiday movie, why not? But literally everything makes me cry. I, I don't know why. I cry too much. Do you cry when you get angry? I cry after I get angry because I'm mad at myself for getting angry and then I'm like being self-hating about it. Yeah, yeah. I When I get really frustrated in an argument, I will just cry. That's good. I don't know if it's good because then you can't really express yourself because you're like, and they're like, what are you upset about? And you're like, nah. But it's funny that you were like, you look like such a hard ass. But you're like a little soft teddy bear. Yes. That has a lot of feelings. I am. So why did you get all the tattoos? Take me through that journey. Okay. Well, wow, this is interesting. There are two reasons. One, I've always loved tattoos and like I... My friends are tattoo artists, and I really like tattoos. How do you make friends with a tattoo artist? I know. They do seem unapproachable, don't they? Yeah, and also, like, I've never had a tattoo artist friend, and I've been around for 30 years. I've never even met a tattoo artist before. I'll introduce you. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's that element. Like, how do you like, even hang with, like, you have to get a tattoo to make two art- tattoo artist friends. Yes, like. yeah, 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 yeah. I worked at a coffee shop next to a tattoo shop, and, like, they'd come in every day, and they already... 
all the baristas already had established relationships with all the tattoo artists. Cool. So the... That's a sitcom. Yeah. So we'd give them free coffee. Like they would just get free coffee. And then I eventually became the manager of that shop. And like when I trained people, I'd be like, this is so-and-so tattoo artist. They get free coffee. Like it was oh. like that. So then we started like trading tattoos. Wait, I love this barista tattoo community. And yeah. I like that you just get them caffeinated up to just like yeah. draw on people all day. In, yes. In like a very fast, excited way. <laughs> very excited <laughs> See, I'm scared to permanently put something on my body. I understand that. I will say, here's this other reason that I got tattoos. And this is like kind of emotional. Mm -hmm. Maybe no, we early, want it. early podcast. But okay, I feel like the my I always liked tattoos. I got like this little tiny one. And I was like, ooh, this is crazy. But the first like big arm tattoo I got, it was like I had like a – I had an experience that where I experienced like uh, physical abuse mm -hmm. and there was like I had scars from it. Mm. And so I like I got tattoos and it was kind of like a way to like take ownership back over my body. Mm -hmm. And it was like very, very empowering because I've just I felt like gross and trapped. And then I just like when you get a tattoo after that, you really feel empowered like you're making your own decisions. And then it just starts to feel like. It just it just starts to feel like you're taking control over your life and it's cool. It almost sounds like you literally changed the narrative. Yes, exactly. No, I think that's fucking awesome that you were able to decide like instead of forcing myself to be reminded of something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make it like a positive and be proud of it. Totally. Did you have people in your life who were against your tattoos? Yes. Who? My mom. <laughs> Why? She thinks they're ugly. <laughs> but it also means like you really have your own voice and you're really doing what you want, not like pleasing other people. Are you a people pleaser or are you really I not? am. I am a people pleaser. And it's like this one part of my life where I'm not like I just make it's like I'm the type of person that goes shopping and like, do you like these shoes to like three friends? Yes. But with tattoos, I just get the tattoo. And it's like it's this very like me thing that I do. And it's like I don't really care what other people think of the tattoo that I'm getting. And I don't care. I kind of like that my parents don't like it. It's kind of like, yeah, this is me. Yeah. So you kind of do you have a similar experience to like tall guys where, you know, like tall guy walks in the room and everyone's like, well, you're tall. And you're like, yeah, I hear that everywhere I go. Like when you walk in a room, someone's like, oh, you're tats. And you're like, yeah. Or do you like it? Well, in the winter, <laughs> the winter time, you go back to being a basic bitch. <laughs> the winter time, I'm like, no one cares. <laughs> you're invisible again. But then in the summer, I go to the dog park. Everyone's oh, like, damn, bitch. This <laughs> but do you feel like your tattoos show, like, that you've been through shit? Yeah, it's more like these are my friend's pieces of art. Like, this is, like, mm. this is my life. Like, every, they were my, they're, it's like, it's not like, oh, this spider means something to me. <laughs> but, like, when I see this spider, I think of this exact moment in my life. I remember this exact thing. Like, yes. I just... It just reminds you of certain moments in your life. I like the way it looks. Like, I just, I'm all for making those decisions that are like, my body is mine and I like it. Do you feel like you attract a certain kind of guy? Like, I dyed my hair blonde, which was a terrible mistake in college. And I found myself attracting like different kinds of dudes during those. I mean, I was drunk the whole time, so I don't really remember. But do you think that you attract certain kinds of guys when you're tatted up? I do like yes. like skateboarders. <laughs> yeah, or like people with no jobs. No, for sure. 
Because, <laughs> like, do finance bros hit on you? No. But I feel like finance bros, I would their be, fantasy. I would be, like, the other woman. Like, a yeah. finance bro would, like, <laughs> fuck me when they're mad at their wife. Like, that's. I'm, I'm, I actually Like have, you're his rock bottom. I, yes, I am the, I am. I am like, I'm the, what's it called? The homewrecker. That's, I have fucked guys that are like pretty clean, square cut sweater vest. They go golfing. They're having and a let midlife me tell crisis. You, they have a wife and kids and sure, they'll send me a pair of shoes or something, but that's the extent of it, you know? <laughs> so it's, you don't have a full finance sugar daddy. It's hard to get a full finance sugar daddy when you have a lot of tattoos because they're not going to flaunt you around. Interesting. Oh, so you've thought of this. No, I'm just realizing it. <laughs> I'm realizing now why I don't have a sugar daddy. You're like, well, I don't have a sugar daddy either and I don't have tattoos. So it's not just your tattoos. Um, we, we we talk too much, I think. I, I've, <laughs> dude, my... <laughs> I'm such an oversharer and I'm trying really hard not to. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's hard, but I love to chat. That's my favorite part of everything mm -hmm. is chatting. Mm -hmm. As someone that drives all the time, I like to have my friends that I call in the car and I chat. You're so LA. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I do think chat though is something that like as someone who's dated I don't know why, but I, I am very into like Australian, British or like Irish dudes. I see that. Yeah. But it's because they really love the art of the chat. Like this British guy would always say, like, you have good chat. And they these oh, guys really? love the good. art of conversation. Where in America, I feel like you don't hear people be like, oh, that person is really good at conversation. They might say like, oh, they have a good vibe or like, I like that person or she's hot. But the fact that someone recognized that I'm... I have quality conversational skills. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Well, you do. Number one, you're amazing. Well, and <laughs> number two, that's personality. So that's what bothers True. me is like the only way I know who you are as a person yeah. is by talking to you. Yes. So that's who, like that's who you are. Yeah. So that's why chatting is <laughs> my boyfriend calls it yapping. And I don't think it's yapping. I think it's chatting. It is a thousand percent not yapping. Yeah. It's also like you want to feel like you can just say whatever and it doesn't matter what the words are coming out. It's like how you make someone feel. Right. And if in that moment you're being open and you just make someone feel like they belong in that space with you and they can yeah. be free with their words and say whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some guys are like, oh, girls talk a lot. Yes. And it's like, yeah, because that's how we like find the vibe. That's how we understand people. That's how we pick their brains. Right. Or as soon as anything, like when I finish a day, like I check the day off, all, the first thing I want to do is like tell my boyfriend everything that happened that day. Yes. And it's like, I'm, it's like, I don't even care if you listen. Yeah. I just need to tell you everything that happened. You can be playing yeah. video games, but I need to tell someone everything that happened. That kind of reminds me of the SNL sketch with Pete Davidson. Is it Pete Davidson? But it's about like boyfriends who don't have their own friends. How like they come home and they just like tell you all these stories and you're like, I don't give yeah. a shit but I do think that a quality relationship is having a boring conversation for the rest of your life with them and when I say boring I don't mean like boring boring but like you're not talking about anything agreed you don't have to have epic flirty mind-blowing chats every fucking night that's exhausting right. but also as someone who likes to talk a lot do you like to talk to like a ton of people or do you just have like a small circle 
I have like my rotation. Like if this person doesn't pick up, I call this person. Yeah. 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 Like I have like three people that I call. Yeah. Like I can't be charming and like exciting and humorous with more than like two or three people a day. I can't. You know, those people have like 400 friends that they talk to all the time. I'm like, I can't do that shit. No, 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 no. I couldn't. No, I like to talk to a select few because I, I really open up. How have your relationship shaped your comedy? What you talk about on stage? I do talk about my relationships on stage, yeah. but they haven't really. I mean, I feel like I'll, I'll talk about like having a boyfriend or like something funny that happened, but I don't feel like it's shaped like the content of what I talk about. What, is, what drives your comedy and what humor you're looking for? Hmm... I feel like I just want to find the funny in something. So it's like if I find – I just want to make people laugh, yeah. I guess. And I also – I feel I feel like weighed down by like grow, like growing up with like – I don't know. I Feeling like on the outskirts of society. Like not on the yeah. outskirts. That sounds dramatic. But like yeah. kind of feeling like I don't fit in, like never being cool. Yeah. So I feel like my comedy is like – I like being that voice. Like, but like being from New York City, you're inherently cool. Not not when everyone's from New York City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like not Queens. <laughs> you know not that the Natalie boroughs. grew up right where Des grew up. That's cool. We talked about that this morning and I was like, yeah. how come she doesn't have a thick Queens accent like you? And he's like, I don't know. She's maybe like a different generation. Why do you think you don't have a thick Queens accent? Um, well, you were an actress. Did you like unlearn it? I... I guess. Do your parents have thick accents? My dad and his side have, like, accents. <laughs> but when I'm angry, it comes out. Hell yeah. I feel like sometimes if people meet you, you are quieter in, like, a group setting. Mm -hmm. But then you, like, command the stage. So that's an interesting, like, oxymoron going on. It's so funny because I feel like when people haven't seen me perform, they see me perform and they're like... Who is that? Like, yeah, like, my boyfriend's sister saw me perform at Skank Fest and she was like... Oh my god, she was like, "You are so good. You're nothing like you are in per like you are as a person." Like and you're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> well, it was actually like the biggest compliment ever because I know she would only like be honest with me, but yeah. she was like, "You're so She's like, "You're so put together and like you're so confident. Like it's crazy." And it's like I really feel like on stage I'm able to like be put together and confident and command a room, but like when the the behind the scenes, I'm like very insecure, very self-conscious, very in my head. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my boyfriend, he kind of like pushes me to show that more and yeah. like to be that more on stage or in podcasts. But it's like it's hard for me to open up that side of myself because it's like embarrassing and kind of cringy. Yeah, I can relate to you where like sometimes in the green room before the show, I'm like in conversations with people and I'm like, oh, my God, like I don't feel that good mm -hmm. and then I'm like I just want to be on stage because yeah. I actually feel so much more safe on stage yeah. than having to like interact with people but that's just social anxiety I feel like that I deal with it's weird I don't feel I don't feel okay talking to people in group settings I don't feel like I don't know when I'm supposed to say something <laughs> I if I say something and it doesn't go well, then it's I'm like I'm gonna have a red face. It's like, but then like if you say something that doesn't go well on stage, you're very good at like navigating it, right? And, you, and you're actually not like people are so scared of like, what if I say a joke and no one laughs? And I'm like, but you deal with that every day, but like more on a personal level with people who might not like you, where other people on stage know you're just like doing your job. I have this weird thing whenever I see someone and they're like, hey Natalie, I'm like, oh my god, they don't hate me. Like it's this weird. <laughs> I feel like everyone hates me all the time. Why do you think you feel I like everyone hates know. you? <laughs> I'm falling apart. I, the, 
I'm just like, whoa, they don't hate me. I got to leave now so I don't fuck this up. Like, it's just <laughs> And on top. And yeah. on top. Yeah. It's funny with group settings. People don't talk about enough because no one teaches you how to socialize in group settings. I guess that's what your childhood is supposed to be. But I was playing a lot of tennis and doing stupid stuff. But like in a group setting... I'm like, don't know what to do. Like, I'm either all in or out. I don't know how, how to be the, just like the normal, like sometimes butts in. <laughs> like, I'm either the party or I want to be at home. <laughs> I want to learn how to be the party. I literally, this year, I was like, I want to be the fucking party. <laughs> but I don't know how, I'm like, I'm not confident in group settings. Like, I'm just like. <gasps> but then you literally perform in front of hundreds of people. But that's fine because it's like, you're, I, not you're actually, in control. Yeah. They're shutting up. Like, I know the art of like. How to yeah. how to maneuver certain things, whereas a group setting, if I tried to like do something in a bomb, to, oof, you're right. A group setting is the wild, wild west. There's no rules. You don't have a microphone, and I have left group group settings is the ideal where you walk out and you're like, oh, I didn't do well. Yeah, <laughs> really. That, I feel like in settings where I don't say anything, I'm like, phew, didn't didn't make a bad impression. I do think that when you don't talk, though, people fill in yeah. with their own experiences, right. what they think you are, and it like right. leaves it up to them. But that, that's also just like that's life. You can't control every single person's opinion and lens that they see you through. Right. And then you're like, OK, well, what's the point of me talking to people? It's to have fun. So I should enjoy talking to them, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Do, and that, then it gets into like, did I even like them? Like, why do I care what they think if I don't? Eat? It's like. Yeah. And then you're like, if you have. A couple bad social anxiety experiences you're like well if this isn't fun for me then why am i doing this and next you know you're with your dog the whole time for three years tell me about your dog tell me about your relationship with your dog give me the deeds my dog is the best person i've ever met i love him what's his name his name is rory he's a rescue from houston what happened was he was he was running around the bayou i got him from a rescue called joy rides they're awesome uh -huh. They bring dogs from Houston to Jersey City. And so essentially, uh, my dog Rory, he was like running around. And um, this woman, Amy, who's friends with the person that runs Joy Rides, was going for a run. And she looked at someone and she was like, why is your dog off the leash? And, he, and she was like, oh, this isn't my dog. He's been running around the bayou for two months. <gasps> so she like brought him home and like told the rescue. And now he's my baby. He barks in Creole. <laughs> that's so cute how old was he when you got him he was like almost a year oh yeah. do you find it's hard being a comic with a dog it, that's so funny I feel like there are other elements that like I feel like oh it's hard being a comic and like having you know a boyfriend with a kid because I want to be home all and have all of those moments like those family mm. moments are all like when I would have spots like we're having dinner together and, and I'm like do I go do my spot or do I like enjoy this like really sweet time I'm having like this like family time I'm having or do I like go to a spot? I love that you brought that up because we're in similar situations where we're with older guys mm -hmm. and we're in parts of our career where like when they were our age, they were hustling like crazy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you also want to experience them where they're at. Yes. But you also don't want to sacrifice like your own grind because they are in a different situation in their life. A hundred, I a hundred percent like it's it's so hard because I know that like I would be grinding harder if I wasn't like I'm like so tempted by this like housewife life. Like I just mm -hmm. really like this is nice. Like it's nice having family time. It's like way more awesome than like being at a club like it is i'm scared that i'm gonna have a baby and like fall in love with being a mother yeah 
because people be like, oh, I don't want to ruin my career by having a kid. But it's not really like that. It's like, what what if you find more joy with like having a family? Right. Do you do you think that if you ever had your own kid and you have you kind of have your own kid now that it's like enhanced your life? A hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. Kids, kids are so awesome. They're present all of, all the time. They're ha- like, I, I really love kids. I really yeah. do. They like make me happy. And I just feel like they're, they're present. They like see you. They're honest. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. I, I think that's like one of the most rewarding relationships. If you have a genuine relationship with like a child where you're, it's, it's awesome. I agree a hundred percent. But also you have a funny relationship timeline. Like I don't know the details or the extent, but you were engaged. (laughs) 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 You were engaged, did not end up with that person, but now you have a baby, (laughs) but it's not your baby. So you kind of went through the, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird for sure. Can I ask you though? Yeah, please when you knew you didn't want to be married to that person yeah I it's it was kind of like the way I would feel in any breakup it wasn't like oh I don't want to marry this person it was like oh I don't want to be with this person Mm. so it wasn't it wasn't like oh I love him but I don't know if I can spend my life with him it was like oh I don't want to do this now yeah does that make sense and you was it like your gut that you listened to? Because sometimes like once there's a ring on it, I feel like it makes things like way more pressure, way more complicated for people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he spent money on the ring and like, you know, we're planning a wedding or whatever it right. is. But it's interesting. You just had a gut reaction. Like, I'm just out. <sighs> yeah, we were like we were fighting and there were like other problems in the relationship. And we were both like in the motorcycle world. Yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting because, yeah, we were competitive. Like, mm. so I felt like we were competitive being in the same industry. And that was also like difficult. So I, I don't know. It's, it's. You just knew. Yeah. I also, how long were you engaged? Maybe a year. Okay. And you weren't planning a wedding yet. Yeah. That's another part where it's like why why are we engaged are we engaged because you want to be like this is my property or because you like actually want to plan a wedding with me yeah it's interesting you brought up competitiveness because people will be like oh it's nice to be with someone who's not doesn't know anything about what I do but then there's cons to that because you sometimes feel like they can't relate to you right and we're both with comedians we do have a lot in common we do have a lot in common both comedians I've I've been like, you know, I don't think I should be with a comic, but you can't help what your heart desires. (laughs) But you went from a relationship that was like competitive because you were in a similar industry and now you're with someone else who's in a similar industry. But how how are you navigating that? He's just so far ahead of me that I would never I wouldn't. Yeah, we're in similar situations. I just (laughs) wouldn't even I wouldn't even try to compare myself. He believes in you. Of course he believes in me and like he supports me, but I don't feel competitive with him. I'm also not looking for the same career that he has. Like I'm, I'm also trying to like be my own person and not, I definitely don't feel competitive with him, which is cool. Yeah. But I think sometimes it is harder for me to appreciate like the small successes that I have because Mm -hmm. like if I compare them to him, it's like not a big deal. Like if I'm like, oh man, I got like this many subscribers or like Mm -hmm. this many views, like Mm -hmm. It's 
if I compare it, it, that's not a big deal to him, but it's a big deal to me. So sometimes it's hard for me to appreciate my own like little, yeah, like, yay moment. But it's also, you nailed it. And this is how I think like people should be with everything. It's like, you're your own person and you guys have your own careers. And he understood also like he was at a point where he hit those subscribers. Right. Yeah. Like he remembers that time when he was coming up and like Des and I have very different careers, but cause he has like had a, he's been in the industry for so much longer than me. I feel like he has good advice. I think, okay, the best advice that Lewis has given me. Ooh. And it's funny because my podcast is it's called Help. I make every guest tell me the best advice they ever received. And this wasn't even on my podcast, but I think about this advice he gave me and I actually give it to other people. But it's like, for, like he's always like, pretend you're your own manager and deal with this as if like it's not you dealing with it. It's like you advocating for you. Mm. Like how would, like you have to take, because you're the product, right? So it's hard to like deal with situations when like you're talking about yourself. But if yeah. you step outside of it, it's like, well, how would how would you deal with this if you were your own boss? And it works with like friendships and stuff like that too. Do you think that you guys have bonded over hard things that you've both been through in your life? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had more hardships than I have. But I def- I feel like I... I used to feel like this and it's a very angsty way to feel and mm-hmm. I still kind of feel that way. Like I'm like, I can be with someone who didn't like deeply struggle because mm-hmm. that's like where my heart is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh, they people, someone wouldn't understand me if they hadn't gone to like a very dark place in their life. But it's funny because everyone goes through hard times in different ways. So it's hard to measure like what right. their struggle is. Like does had cancer. Yeah. And I was like, I can't compete with that. <laughs> And I'll be like, bitch, you you win. All comics went through hard times because then we wouldn't know how important laughter is. You know what I mean? That's true. Like we try to make people laugh every day because I think it's like even if we can't, at least we know we can make someone. Yeah. And we know how painful it is to not laugh. And it's like, A, it takes you out of your own life. And also, I mean, every time something bad happens to me, I'm like, all right, it's just making me funnier. And it's true. It does just... So he talked about this on Legion of Skanks, mm-hmm. but we were in Vegas like two weeks ago and um, we were going to have a threesome with a hooker. <laughs> okay, this is the stuff we need to get to. We were going to have a threesome with a hooker and we're in Vegas. Wait, and what's like, the difference between like a hooker and a prostitute and a stripper? Thing. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> a person you pay to have sex with. We're... She comes to the room, not not this, not the girl from the picture. So we've had threesomes before, and it's it's, so it wasn't like the first. It wasn't like the first time. Mm -hmm. So this the girl shows up. She's not the girl from the picture. Okay, Okay. fine. She sits down and she's like, okay, so like you know, whatever, five hundred dollars, and pay it to like this LLC. So he like he's he zells the llc five hundred dollars and she's like okay so have you done this before and he's like yeah but like uh, and she's like so that goes to the agency and like if you want anything else that comes from me and that's going to be like x amount of money and he's like wait 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 wait." so like he's like i need my five hundred dollars back and she's like well i can't give it to you and so we're just like it, I mean, we're just like in this. <laughs> this is like being at a restaurant ordering a steak and they give you a chicken nugget and then you owe them more money and then freaking out like, but way worse. But we're like not going to fuck. Th- I mean, it was like we're not going to have sex with this person because A, is <laughs> not the person from the picture. B, we'd have to, she wanted $2,500. <gasps> so he's like. Was she cute? No, it, it, it was crazy. And also like 
you're not gonna want to fuck maybe i mean you could like want to hate fuck now that you've like ripped us off yeah that doesn't turn me on honestly losing money makes me dry up so fucking fast yeah so basically he's like calling the he's like that like i need the money back he was having a full karen moment with the hooker (laughs) he's like i need to speak to your fucking manager (laughs) she's on the phone with someone being like they don't want to tip like because that's like her like her shtick her thing he's like you need to get like you're not leaving until (laughs) until like i get my money back kidnapped a hooker (laughs) (laughs) and she's like you're keeping me here he's like no no no, you can leave (laughs) he's like he's like wait can i see your handcuffs for a second (laughs) my point is it made us funnier because i mean we lost 500 (laughs) dollars Do you okay? Well, this is fascinating in itself. Yeah. Do you have you had threesomes before? Uh, yes. Do you enjoy them? Yeah. I mean, it's it has to be a very specific like situation. Well, I've heard that people prefer when it's someone who's like a professional, not like a friend mm-hmm. or someone you randomly meet. That it's easier when it's like more transactional. Is that what you find? Um, I feel like a professional is cool, but it's also like I find it to be cool when like I have a relationship with the. Like, I'm able to, I, I don't know, when it's, like, when I have a relationship with the other person and yeah. it's not just, like, a random friend or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like he's helped open your mind to, like, new fun sexual experiences? Or have you guys always kind of been on the same page with what you're into? We've been on the same page. Like, I feel like we explore stuff together and we'll both be doing stuff and feel And I'll be like, I've never done this before. And he'll be like, I've never done this before. And we're like, cool. Well, you guys are fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because he's also like a, a zaddy. He is a zaddy. So it's he not- is so hot. I hate it. I hate that. He, I, I'm so attracted to him. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But you know what's so cool? It's like, I mean, I'm really talking like this isn't a podcast right yeah. now. And it is. But yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I'm a very insecure and jealous person. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I'd be a person that's like cool with having threesomes. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like, it's made me so much more confident in our relationship. Like, really? Yeah. It's like, I know that it's just like made me feel really grounded in our relationship. I know our relationship's just like more than that. It's not. Because like your biggest fear is seeing your dude. Right. Have sex with someone else. Yeah. I mean, you could be into it, but like, how has seeing that made you feel more secure? Because you see how it's different with him and someone else or? No, because like, I know that like him and I are like building a family. We have like this strong foundation. It's like, yeah, we'll fuck. A, we'll fuck someone together. Like, yeah. that's cool. But like, it doesn't have anything to do with like the love that we have for each other. And it's like, it's something we're doing together. I don't feel like like there's no moment where I feel like I'm being excluded or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like. It just gives me more trust. It's like, oh, he's we've had this experience with another girl and he still wants to be with me. That's cool. Like it's it's ooh, it's almost like going towards your fear and it's like conquering exposure it. therapy. Exactly. <laughs> Threesomes are exposure therapy. Oh my god, this is very interesting. And I love how you were like, I'm stereotypically a jealous person. I I said on the podcast probably like less than two years ago, like if someone wanted me to have a threesome, I blah. but I like I'm finding myself like being attracted to women. I'm finding myself like I'm finding myself being into the girl. Like I'm fi- it's like a different it's not like we're having threesomes all the time. Yeah. But like I just feel like it's really changed my ability to feel like confident in a relationship. Like, you know those times where you're like compare like 
I'm not sitting there comparing myself to like other girls being like, am I prettier than them? Like, yeah. is he going to be with someone that's prettier than me? Like, no, I know our relationship's deeper than that. And that because we can like share sexual experiences with other people and like together, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if he cheated on me, that would be different. Yeah. Yeah. But, like the fact that we're doing it together is like a shared experience. I don't know. Because, yeah, you don't see it now as something like he just wants to be with someone else. It's more like, oh, this is hot for both of us and enhancing. Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't want to do it if it didn't turn you on. Like if I wasn't into it, it wouldn't be fun for him. It would be like weird. So occasionally you'll get a hooker that tries to rip you off. But besides for that, it's been positive. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is amazing. We need to wrap this up. Oh God. I'm going to have to go and be like, Lewis, I said some shit. Time to play The Seven Deadly Sins. Please. Are you ready? Let's fucking go. I feel like you belong here. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Affection and attention. What's your love language? Words of affirmation. I'm used to being with people that like I wake up and they've written me a 10-page essay about how my feet are the most beautiful thing in the world. Like I... So I am used to like yeah. words. Are your feet beautiful? No, I just said feet. I mean, they're okay. <laughs> but I'm just used to like words of affirmation. Like I'm used to, I yeah. love words of affirmation. Are you? What's your sign? Sagittarius. Okay, I'm a Leo. Uh, it's like after a comedy show. Yeah. You just, we're doing it for the, the sound of laughter. We Tell me I did a good job. Don't ask me where the bathroom is. Please ask somebody else. Don't ask me why the waitress hasn't brought in your drink yet. Tell me that I'm a comedic genius. Don't tell me you want to cancel the nachos. <laughs> I love how comedy is being a bathroom attendant also. People don't talk about that. It's true. Who are you envious of? I don't know. I think I feel envious of people that have... I feel envious of people that have their life together, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if there's a specific person that I feel envious of. Yeah. Well, define life together. If I felt, I would feel envious of a future me. Wait, that's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. I feel envious of a future me that doesn't have to think about money, feels really cozy in their home, you know, has everything, always feels like they're wearing a good outfit, walks away from every conversation being like, Yep. And isn't on as many meds. That's the future (laughs) me that I'm envious of. Okay, this is interesting, though, because you're like, oh, I want a cozy home and to not worry about money. But you literally went into acting and comedy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you also lean towards things that challenge you, I feel like. I, I mean, literally, the, the things that make me happy are, like, creative express like, yeah. performing and creative expression. Since I was a kid, like, I would put on shows for my parents. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. You are going to create a cozy home because that's, like, innate for you. Like, that's just what you have to do. Yes. And it takes time. Like, yeah. if it was easy, everyone would have it. But, like, you're doing that currently. Yeah. And then also, you're going to be financially stable and think about like where you are in your life you've always found a way yeah so it's like you actually people I feel like sometimes worry way more about money than considering like the amount of times that they've actually been fucked you know what I mean yeah right the anxiety of money is so fucking like more annoying too just being like just not knowing I think it's like the freelance struggle like I'm I know the next paycheck is going to come I don't know from where 
but I know it's gonna come. I have a question. Why haven't you started an OnlyFans? Um, okay, this is interesting. I so I did one topless shoot. Yeah. And I feel like I would make a lot of money on OnlyFans. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel a lot of people have asked me. I have like that kind of following. Mm -hmm. It's just I really do want to be taken seriously as a comic and as mm -hmm. an entertainer. And I also like you think that you're like ready for your nudes to be out there, but like when your body is like being constant like when people are constantly talking shit about your body, it's I don't I can't. I yeah. can't deal with it. Like yeah. I just don't I always felt so like it just it does get to you. Yeah. I can't well, maybe that photo going out and you receiving any like backlash mm -hmm. was a sign from the universe being like, this isn't your path. I was going to. So I was going to do Suicide Girls this year. I was like going to fly out and then I canceled like a week before because I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to take. What is through. Suicide Girls? It's like Playboy, but like with tattoos. OK, cool. so it's like X. It's like softcore porn kind of. Yeah. But it's like I just. I want to like put everything into like being funny and comedy. Yeah. Like if that fails, like sure. You all, but I like the idea that worst case scenario, you know how to make money if you needed to. And also you don't even have to show your nipples. Like you don't even like. You just put like picture. You just like risque. Like I know some girls who are just risque. Really? I feel like people, I feel like people will subscribe. They'll be like, oh, and then not pay for the next month. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not that well versed in OnlyFans yeah. but I I mean some people don't even do nudes in OnlyFans it's just right. like more exposure in their life Sonia Morgan who knows but <laughs> also I don't have an OnlyFans so it's I don't just know like exactly. that's not the fault like I respect everyone that has an OnlyFans I think it's awesome it's just because you're really good at something doesn't mean it's what you're meant to do <laughs> it's not it's not the it's not the just because you know guys will pay to see your yeah. tits does not mean you need to do it I want them to pay to see my comedy also, worst case scenario, you and Lewis could put out like a sex tape that had um, humor, so humor in it. Yeah. That had humor in it. Like you guys, like it was funny too. Like uh, a sex tape with comedy. A funny I'll sex invest. Tape. I'm investing. Yes. Where do I sign up? Um, <laughs> what, what are you gluttonous about? What do you overindulge in? Um, okay. I love Indian food. Wait, I love Indian food too. I can't order it without being disgustingly full and eating like Do you like, go my spicy? I do go spicy. Okay, that's impressive. I go mild because I'm white, but I also feel like when I, I, I like the pain. <laughs> I love I pain. Literally, it's the difference between me and you. I mean, I love pain too, but no, not I, as outwardly. I love <laughs> you. That, like you love tattoos. Like the process of it, you're like fuck me up. Yeah. Do you like being choked? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think some things. I like it. Also, question. You mentioned. You mentioned pills. What are you on? I'm on. What's the cocktail? Zoloft and Wellbutrin. What are the? What do they do? They're antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. Because I'm on Paxil, which I think is an it's an SSRI. Mm -hmm. Why are you on two? Because I have anxiety and depression too. Yeah. Um. I guess it's it was hard for me to find like the. I've tried a lot of SSRIs. Like I've tried Luvox, Prozac, and Lexapro. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like they're helping me, but like this isn't the quality of life. Like other people aren't living like this. Like this is not the quality of life that like I'm supposed to be experiencing. Do you think they numb you? No, I did feel like some of some of the other ones like made me really tired. But I guess then I went on Zoloft. I was like, I feel good, but I just don't feel like this is like right. This is not how I'm supposed to be experienced. Like I'm just too too anxious. And so like he added Wilbutrin and 
I feel like, yeah, it helped. Oh, so when you say this isn't how I'm supposed to be experiencing life, you meant like it wasn't taking your anxiety away. Right. I feel like like you're not supposed to be this anxious every day. Like it's just not. It's and when just you like, say anxious, you mean like like running thoughts, spiraling, like worrying about everything? Or how does your anxiety show itself? Yeah, I feel like like or like panic attacks. Like I for, chemically am not at a place where I'm going to fall into a panic attack. Whereas like I feel like I'd walk around being like I'm, I'm going to have a panic attack today. So I don't want like worried about that. You know what Ooh, I mean? How long have you had panic attacks? Mm. years but it's funny that like you'll walk around like oh my god i'm scared i'm gonna have a panic attack but you're also like i will put that needle in my arm <laughs> you know you can't sound like i'm a heroin addict no yeah i didn't mean like that <laughs> but you're like but i will make a decision that will change my how my body looks forever that will hurt for multiple hours it's so like weird. that gives me anxiety why you know it's you take away this thing of thinking about like oh this is the first big tattoo you get, you like look in the mirror and you're like, this is my skin forever. Yeah. But then after that, you're like, eh, whatever. Like I get a tattoo and I literally forget that I got it an hour later. Um, when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Do you have an angry side? Extreme wrath. Yeah, anger. Like anger. Yeah. <gasps> I've been, I actually have been so good. Oh my God, I'm proud of you. I really have. I used to, I used to get angry pretty, like at pretty small things. Yeah. Now I feel like I, I don't really get that angry. Why do you think? I don't know. I guess therapy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how when you think a show is a big deal and you're like, oh my God, this show is a big deal. I'm so nervous. And you do it and you realize it's not going to change your life at all. Yeah. I feel like that about anger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that metaphor. Yeah. That it, it or it like kind of worsens it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, now I might have hurt someone when right. it was not right. necessary. When was the last time you were a sloth? So like lazy piece of shit. Well, I've been smoking a lot of weed and mm. actually is like one of my goals is to not smoke as much weed because I feel like it's making me it's making me lazy. Like I feel like mm -hmm. I'll let her like smoke weed, lie on lie on the floor and be like <laughs> I should do that. I like weed. I'm just smoking too much weed. Got like it. I'll be like I'm going to do the dishes and then I'll take a dab and be like I won't be doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> see that's me but minus the weed i'm like i'm gonna do the dishes and then i'm like mm, no i'm not doing the dishes um when was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something i feel like there's like friends that i'm not friends with anymore that if i really didn't have an ego i would have a conversation with them mm. and i'd be about why we're not friends i would apologize i would apologize there are people i'd apologize to mm-hmm if I didn't have the fear of like rejection and like my own ego, there are people that I would definitely be like, I've wronged you and I'm sorry. Yeah. When's the last time you lusted over someone besides your boy toy? Like, do you have a um, celebrity crush? Hmm. I don't have a current celebrity crush, but I do have, when I was <laughs> in like middle school, I was obsessed. And I hope you know this. I was obsessed with Cole Sprouse in a way that, <laughs> In a way that is horrifying. Wait, how old are you? I am 26. Why not Dylan? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like, don't even know the difference. Are you kidding me? Wait, how are they different? Sorry, Dylan, if you're listening. I like you too. <laughs> you wouldn't fuck Dylan Sprouse? <clears throat> I would if it's all I could get, you know? <laughs> but, if there was one man left in the world. Okay, I don't think... I had like an unhealthy teenage obsession with Cole Mitchell Sprouse, okay? Oh, Mitchell. Yep. 
I have, I literally like, you know, those magazines like Tiger Beat and stuff like that. Yeah. I would go to CVS, look through them, see if Cole was in them. Yep. He's in this one. Mom, we got to get it. Would get it. And like tape his picture. I couldn't have family in my room because my room was covered in pictures of Cole Sprouse. I mean, I, it was like a serial killer. What do you think about him now? He looks like, a ch- I would not fuck him now. He's like a child, but yeah. I would for my younger self. Dylan Sprouse is kind of like the bad boy. I feel like he is, but like, ugh. Man, Cole is, is so. Like, look, Cole up in, the one who was in Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, who was Cole <laughs> dating? I I've lost track, but oh I did God. used to know his favorite cereal. I mean, this what was is his favorite cereal? That's important. Mini wheat thins. I mean, I just have problems. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, 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 Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is fun. Okay, finally to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> we have issues. <laughs> <laughs> the end. No. Um. What? advice would you give to people on how to cope with their hell when you're going through it when shit is dark when it's bad what do you do okay i guess this is this is something that i've been doing you heard of the four seven eight breath no so essentially you like take a step you hold your breath you breathe in for four seconds you hold it for seven seconds and then you exhale for eight seconds Mm -hmm. you do that a couple times and it like does reset things a little bit and then you just kind of like are more present it's gonna pass I always like go to a different room change the surroundings like walk outside like I think it's always helpful for me like say I'm at home and I'm upset if I like go for a drive yeah or I change like if you leave that space but yeah just remember it's not gonna last forever and you're in control and you're the best even when you think you're not yeah you're the fucking best everyone else no you rock (laughs) Oh my god, I love you, Natalie. Where can people listen to you, watch you, follow you? Give me the goods. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Cuomo underscore. I'm also on TikTok and Twitter at Natalie Cuomo, or you can listen to my podcast, Help with Natalie Cuomo, and find it on youtube.com slash Natalie Cuomo. Thank you, Hannah. And we did an episode together and it was fucking awesome. So after this, binge that. Everyone loves this episode. Like they Actually, it's so crazy because the episode's about female friendship and it's yeah. about how like it's hard to make friends as like a woman as an adult. Yeah. Someone came to my show at the stand because they listened to that episode. Oh my god. This girl and she was like, Yeah, it's I really am proud of that episode. Anyway, we love you all and we'll talk to you later in hell. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>